Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another week of the Truth Be Told podcast. And we're back again with another special guest all the way from South Africa. I'll tell you what, the Truth Be Told uh, budget has got all these South African guests all of a sudden. I think it has something to do with a slight vacation here. I don't know about that. I don't know. We've been flying our guests in at several thousand dollars each just for this podcast. (laughs) For our faithful six listeners, we love you guys. Stop. You're solid. No. We have we have more than six listeners. We have like seven. No. Um, but today, as you probably saw the title, we're going to talk about applying faith with a special guest, uh, Gregory Clure. And Let's before we before we introduce him, I think it's important to talk about applying faith because everyone loves to talk about faith, right? We love faith sermons. We love faith messages. We love faith quotes even. And a lot of people talk so much about faith, but they actually have no idea where to even begin or where to even apply it. Um, And so we're going to get into that today and I'm excited. But before we do, uh, let me do one more statement about this. You know, a lot of people, again, faith is theory until it's tested or until it's actually applied. And Real faith produces real results. You can say a lot of things and have a lot of, uh, you know, quotes to say, but when it comes down to it, faith always has evidence. And what we're going to help you with today is how to take faith, which is a spiritual concept, and apply it to day-to-day life. But first, we obviously need to give a little bit of a background of who's talking on the podcast. Um, Jade's father, Greg Clur, uh incredibly uh, uh, qualified person with a ton of accolades. Listen, I mean, he is, I always joke, uh, I mean, he's definitely the CFO of River Ministries, which is a massive ministry. Uh, I'm not going to give statistics or anything like that because I'll say all of them wrong and we'll have to re-record them. (laughs) But he's part of a massive organization um, that has both uh, prongs in the ministry field, but also in the secular world, in the business world. And he runs the financial side of things, but also uh, in the South African branch, he runs a lot of the operations and the day-to-day stuff as well. And he's been in it for how many years now? Well, greetings, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been in it now about 20 years. About 20 years. And he's seen miracles, you know, from small things to <laughs> massive miracles like you guys paying cash for the roof. And what kind of capital was that? Well, you know, you know the thing is, whether it's a small miracle mm-hmm. or a big miracle, it's still a miracle. Exactly. Yeah. It's because the Lord has come through when you need him to come through. Mm-hmm. And it's faith which has fruit. Right. And I want to talk a little bit tonight about yeah. how, fra- how faith needs to have fruit and, mm-hmm. and maybe from a practical way how to make that happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's and, important. And if you like what you hear today, just to jump in real quick and interrupt, if you like what you hear today, go back to about a year ago. We have two different podcasts that we've actually done with my dad before that were so, so good. One was on experiencing the real you which uh, I feel like just that title alone would make me want to listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I forget what the second one was on. Can you remember what it was on? 
But uh, it was uh, good, I'll tell you that. I don't remember what it was on, but I remember that it was good. <laughs> I actually can't remember what it was on, but I do yeah. think it was to do with stewardship of yes. your life, really, yeah. and yeah. the yeah. purpose of your life yeah. and vision and that type of thing. So I want to encourage you, don't stop at today's podcast, but go ahead and, and go back and listen to the ones that we've done yeah. with him before. And he's got yeah. a book right on Amazon, yep. too. Again, uh, uh, you'll hear his content, and I know we're kind of promoting him a little bit before, but once you hear this, you're going to say, wow, mm. there's a lot of substance here. You know, yeah. where can I get more information? Yeah. Where can I see more of this? And he's got a book online, and yep. I always mix up the title uh, with your book and another book, but it's, it's stewardship. It's, it's called Release the Steward right. in You. Yes. Because there's yep. a steward in every person. Mm-hmm. There really is. And I think a lot of us don't realize that. You know, yeah. God has a purpose for us. It's not about money. It's about your life. It's exactly. about the totality of your life. Yeah, it's absolutely. a good read, if yeah. I say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always mix up your book and Bishop Rick has yeah, a stewardship oh, yeah. tips book. And absolutely. so I always jumble the titles. But listen, we're going to give him the platform a little bit. And we'll probably jump in here or there. But, you know... Uh, Really, if you want, I would suggest that maybe you grab some notes and, and some things. And, and he's got a lot of great substance and content that he's going to release to you. Um, so let's just enjoy this. And I'm going to give the floor to Greg. Thanks, Jade. Thanks, Jade. You know, and listeners of this podcast, it's a privilege to be with you and just to share a couple of thoughts. Mm. The first thing I'd like to say is, you know, I've, I've been in, in ministry now for nearly 20 years. Mm. And I've had the privilege of being in a ministry with a, a a pastor leading that ministry, Andre Rabit, who is so far out of the faith boat. You know, if you're not going to walk on water, there's going to you're going to sink. You right. know what I mean? You got to right. keep your eye on Jesus, and and that's been a tremendous thing for me because I've learned to follow that example. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's the ministry that I've sat under for mm. twenty years, more than twenty years, and I've seen a very practical side. To the application of faith mm-hmm. and that i really felt chad that i wanted to share a little bit on that tonight yeah. you know um if we if we just think spiritually for a moment or scripturally just looking at what the word of god says in genesis 1 really in, in verse 28 the lord talks about us being fruitful and multiplying right. having dominion so many of us as Christians battle to have dominion over the simplest things sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. And I just believe it's a misapplication of faith. It's not a misunderstanding necessarily, but it's a misapplication of it. And then when I look, I also, when you get to the second chapter of Genesis, we see that the, the Lord says there that although he created everything, he needed somebody to manage what right. he had created. So we have a job, and hence the book on stewardship, right. because we have a job to do. Now, the managing what God created will require a pra- practical application of the faith, mm-hmm. the measure of faith that He's right. given us. And we've all been given that measure right. of faith. You know, It's like a muscle. It must be increased. It must be exercised, but you've got to exercise it in the right way. Right, right. Okay. And, then, and then when I read Scripture, it's, it's every single example of any individual who did something significant to build the kingdom of God had a plan. Right. They didn't have blind faith. Mm-hmm. Faith is not a walk in the dark. You're right. not stumbling around. Faith is something which is very structured. Right. You know? So so when we look at people like Abraham, he left Ur and the Chaldeans, but you don't pack up your family and go on a journey without a plan. Right. He had a destination in mm-hmm. mind that he had to get to. When we look at Noah, he, he actually built an ark. He didn't pray for an ark. Mm-hmm. He built the ark. Mm-hmm. When we look at Nehemiah, he actually built the wall. He didn't just pray for the wall. He built the wall. Yeah. Moses actually led the Israelite nation out of captivity into freedom. You know, Joshua led 
an army actually in, was a land invasion into the, into the promised land in order to settle the 12 tribes of Israel. David defeated Goliath. He didn't just pray about Goliath. Right. He actually went onto the battlefield and took the guy out. Mm -hmm. Everywhere in Scripture, we see an example of an individual taking faith in what the Lord has said right. and actually coming up with a plan and executing the plan. Right. So many times... I personally get very frustrated when I see folks struggling with their faith because when is God going to come through? But my question is, well, what is your plan? Right. No, I don't have a plan. I'm praying. Right. Well, that's great, but that's only part of the deal. Mm -hmm. You pray in order to hear God, but then you must execute what he says. And it's the execution where I feel very often for us as believers, we fall down. Right. And let's just pause for a second and ask the question or ask for a definition Right, because a lot of people base things on their interpretation. Yeah. But could you define faith for us? Well, the, yeah, I mean, you have to go to right. Hebrews 11, verse 1, you know, now faith is and faith is now. Mm -hmm. But it's the title deed of, of what you're hoping for. Right. It's the evidence of what you haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. But it's hidden over the horizon. It's in eternity. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist because you can't see it. Right. What, what God has promised will happen. But you need a plan that's going to bring it over the horizon into the now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's a saying, you know, success happens when opportunity meets preparedness. If mm -hmm. you're not prepared, an opportunity is an obstacle. It's not, it's not a godsend to you. It's now an obstacle yeah. for you. I'll give an example. You may be a pastor and you believe in God for a building for your church. Okay? And you're praying about that and your faith is there. You've been sowing for it, everything. But you've done no work privately to educate yourself about buying property. Right. Yeah. So when the property deal presents itself, you're actually not ready for it. Mm -hmm. So the very harvest God has brought you, you're squandering because of a lack of being prepared. Yeah. Because you didn't have a plan to match what you're believing for. Yeah. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean you don't prepare. Yeah. And that's crucial. Yeah. yeah that's good. I, I, so many times I have people come to me and they yeah. they believe that God wants to make them financially successful yeah. in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. and, and they paint this awesome oh, yeah. dream about having all this money. But then you ask them what they're doing to prepare for it. Yeah. And it's absolutely nothing. They're not reading books on investments or books on business or books. That, they're just hoping that maybe magically God will just pour a million dollars out of the sky. Well, <laughs> when they when they, 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 they built the tabernacle, when they built the, 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 the altar, when they built all of that, there was skill involved. Yeah. Right. You know, you didn't pray that into existence, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Skill is a very competence is right. a very important thing, and I think I think we we need to understand God created us to have dominion. Mm -hmm. Dominion means we've got to have control of something. Now we do that with the supernatural provision of God in terms of godly wisdom, but also skillful wisdom. But we need to develop a skill set that's going to match that. Right. If you want to build a church and you want to go into ministry, or you want to build a business and go into business, then for goodness sake, prepare for that right. skill right. that you need to run that. I often say to Bible school students, you know, I understand you've got to spend a lot of time in prayer and in the Word privately, I understand that. But understand that on a Sunday, at a maximum, you may be two to three hours in the pulpit. Mm -hmm. Right. 
four times a month. Yeah. Now, as a percentage of your working time in a month, that's not a very long time. So what are you doing to make sure that the pulpit is maintained? Right. You know, and it doesn't matter whether you're in ministry or whether you're in business or even with your private finances, Jade and Chad, you know, if, if you can't do your personal budget, how are you going to control what God gives you? Right. This is key. You, you can have all the faith in the world right. and you can trust God for supernatural provision. But how can he bring it to you if you can't look after it? Right. If you don't know how to earn it, you can't, don't know how to keep it. Yeah. Right. Can't agree more. So practical faith is a very important thing. And what I've discovered in ministry, uh, and, and now I'm speaking specifically in ministry, we've heard God for things. And, and either we've read it in the word or there's been the voice of God. You know, this is what I want you to do. So now that's the vision. Habakkuk spoke, spoke about putting the vision up, making it plain so everybody could run past and could see it. Right. But what I've discovered in ministry is that we need to come up with a ministry plan that has provision built into it. Mm-hmm. So we have a plan to get provision mm-hmm. to meet that. But when you do that, I've always seen God come through supernaturally and super abundantly um, and supernaturally, so you do what you can do and leave it to God to do what he can do and right. it will come through. But at least you've given him a plan to work with. Right. If you haven't got out the boat, you're, you just, the, the, the 12 disciples, 11 watched the miracle happen. Right. Only one experienced it. It's true. So you have to get out the boat, the faith boat. And that's what I was talking about, Pastor Andre Rabbit. You know, he's so far out of that faith boat in the positive sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's out there. His yeah. eyes are on Jesus. Yeah. They're not on the circumstances. They're on Jesus. But we've got plans right. in the ministry in order to move in that direction. Right. Now, sometimes they don't go as fast as you want to go, mm-hmm. but at least they go that way. Right. If you're in business, you have to have strategy. If we look at the example of Nehemiah, he didn't begin to build the wall until he sat on the hill right. overlooking the city right. to assess what was required. If you're going to go into business, make sure that you build your business properly. Faith never excuses you from doing things properly. Right. Right. Foundational thinking. Make sure you form your business properly. Make sure you employ people correctly. It's like getting onto the water in a boat with holes in it. Right. What person would do that? You're never going to, but we see people do it in business, but I'm full of faith. Yeah. Yes, but your faith is being shipwrecked on the rocks of your ignorance. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't do that. You've got to have a plan that is executable. Very important issue. That's so good. Now, and I, I love this because I think so often we get caught with keeping something conceptual and we never actually see the fruitfulness yeah. in our in our yeah. own lives. And I don't think we have these conversations enough about yeah. how to take something like that and, and make it work in our personal lives. Because yeah. faith actually does something. I, too many times we talk about faith as if, as if it's some like mystical, far-fetched thing yeah. that we never actually achieve or never uh, attain. And we need to get to a position, especially in the day and age that we're in, you know, where things truly matter. Like we are in the last moments of the time that we have before Jesus comes back. We need to have fruitfulness in everything that we do. Right. right. That's absolutely true. One of the one of the let me take that into the example of giving. Right. And this is something that we've executed in ministry. And and I've been privileged to be part of that and learn from that experience mm-hmm. in the ministry that I'm in. You know, you know, your giving must always be strategic and directed yeah. into fertile soil. Mm-hmm. Never, ever think you're planting seed in the kingdom if you're doing it randomly. Right. If you walk away from the altar after planting seed and you haven't thought about 
what's actually happening there, then it's it's simply cast away. Right. It needs to be done very strategically. And whether you're in ministry or whether you're in business, when you give out of your business, mm. if you want it to be fruitful in terms of a return financially mm -hmm. from the Lord, it needs to be very strategic as to where it's right. given. No decision made by faith is casual. Right. Every decision made by faith needs to be extremely strategic because you have to measure it. Is it pointing towards what I'm believing God for? Mm -hmm. If it isn't, then it's wasted activity. Agreed. So it's a very important thing. And just in terms of giving from your business, that's a very, very crucial element. Mm -hmm. It's been a big frustration for me in 20 years watching well-intentioned Christians not being able to achieve. They're full of faith, yeah. but they don't have a fundamental plan. Right. I often joke, and, and maybe not everybody will understand this particular example, but sometimes you see somebody stand up in church and they give a testimony how God came through for them in their personal finances, like it's a surprise. Mm -hmm. Now, right. if it is a miracle, then it it, it 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 is a surprise, but yes, it's what you were believing for, right? Because right? it's a supernatural thing. But sometimes the testimonies are things that are so obvious that if you were really in control of your own finances, mm -hmm. that shouldn't be a surprise to you. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Some people stand up and they testify of God's goodness because they got a refund from the IRS. <laughs> well, if that is a surprise for you, then I suggest to you that you don't have an executable financial plan because you right. should know that it's coming. <laughs> now, if it's a little bigger than you thought, that's a different story. Yeah. Right, right. You understand the right. difference? Yeah. So, so, and I think that, that that silly little example is illustrative on a much bigger scale. Right. You know, we, we go into our lives, we trust in God for things. You believe in God for you wanting to go away with a, as a family on a, on a holiday. Mm -hmm. It's something that you've, you've never done before and you're really trusting God. What are you doing between now and then to prepare for that right. financially? Mm -hmm. So you set aside whatever you can, you sow towards that and mm -hmm. all of those things and allow God to do super abundantly over that. But if you're not at least doing the basics, he's got nothing to work with. Right. When I look in Scripture, every single person in Scripture, every single person, they actually heard God, they stepped out and did something with it, and God moved supernaturally with them. Right. If you look at Gideon, Gideon had to, had to get out of that wine press. Yeah. Okay? He had to go from being a coward to somebody who had courage. But he actually had to make, he actually had to get rid of his warriors right. to remain with only 300. Those were decisions that he actually made. He didn't sit and pray, he did it. Yeah. We need to, at some point, I remember listening to the late Dr. Miles Monroe once, and he said, you know, prayer doesn't work. And that's a, you know, you can, you can hear the oxygen being <laughs> right. sucked down the room. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's written volumes on the importance of prayer. That's in right. the word. So that would be heresy if he meant that seriously. But what he said was, he said that, and when the room got quiet enough, he said, unless you do something with what the Lord has just said to you. Yeah. And so, so often we pray, we hear God, we believing for things, but we don't have a plan to do that. The important thing is, for goodness sake, come up with a plan. It doesn't have to be the best plan, mm -hmm. but at least you're giving God clay to mold. Right. And he will lead you with godly and skillful wisdom. Solomon was so correct in, in the first chapter of Solomon, right at the beginning of Proverbs, uh, Solomon, of Proverbs mm -hmm. where he says, get godly and skillful wisdom. wisdom. I think down in about verse 7. Yeah. Uh, of the first chapter of Proverbs. And that's such an important thing. What are you doing with the godly and skillful wisdom? How are you applying it in your life? Yeah. 
So my message in this podcast is not complicated, mm-hmm. Jade and Chad. It's very simple. Yeah. But I think many people miss it. Right. You know, and they're stuck in prayer mm-hmm. and they never get out of their prayer room. For for some people, I think that going from having a vision or having something God has given you to actually getting the result, there's like this massive valley. It's like the Great Canyon. <laughs> you know, how do I get to the other side? Well, you do one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. You might have to go down and come up, but at least you're moving. Yeah. But if you have no movement, if you know have no momentum physically towards what God has promised you, you're never going to get there. Yeah. Abraham would never have got to Canaan land unless he left Ur in the Chaldeans. Yeah. So. Good. And all he had was a promise. Yeah. But I mean, think about this though, because how often do we do this? We pray, and like I don't know about you, but when I pray and I feel God instruct me to do something, the anointing's on it, right? Absolutely. Like you feel the power Absolutely. of God, you're excited, Absolutely. but then you open up the door from your prayer room and then you walk downstairs and suddenly decisions have to be made, but things feel different I'm right. when you're actually I'm, executing them. I'm right there with you, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you now. And that's when doubt comes in yep. and that's where people say, are you sure? Right. Right. But when people say, oh, you're sure, then you know you've heard God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look, if you don't if if, if you don't need faith for that decision, then mm-hmm. you don't need faith for that decision. Yeah. Faith is about that. Right. It's yeah. about stepping out into the unknown. It's about taking a risk in a sense mm-hmm. because you are you are putting your belief out there. You are saying, God, I'm trusting you with this decision. Some of your your decisions are going to be bad decisions. Not yeah. all of them are going to be good right. decisions. But God wants you to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And, he, and so long as you remain in his word, so long as you keep your heart and your spirit open to hear from him, mm-hmm. he will guide you along the wrong path. And listen, bad decisions are just called experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. They're not always fatal. Right. They're really not always fatal. And sometimes you learn the most that you can from those experiences. Right. You know? There's a, a basketball coach and he said, you know, players learn the best yeah. In the game, yeah, right? There's experience that 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 comes from following instruction absolutely. from God. Even if you don't hit the mark fully, there's experience that you gain from it and confidence that you get like, oh man, I cut myself short this time, but I know next time I've got a lot more that I can go. You know, I've got a lot bigger that I can dream and believe absolutely. for. Absolutely. And, and it builds on each experience as you mm-hmm. go and each faith victory which you have. It's, yeah. it's absolutely awesome. One of the most valuable lessons I've learned in, in our ministry dealing with somebody like Pastor Andre mm-hmm. is he would come to me and he would say, Greg, this is what God has said. Mm-hmm. Not this is what I'd like to do. This is what God has said. So then... At that point, or I would ask him, what has God said? Mm-hmm. What, what is the Lord saying to you? What is is it that we have to do? Once we settle that decision, now we can go down a layer into, okay, so now how are we going to arrange our affairs towards that objective? Mm-hmm. So you never arrange your affairs and then try and say, okay, now what has God said? Right. You hear first what the instruction is, and then you build your business plan to meet that instruction. Mm-hmm. That's what every every individual in scripture did and that's how success happens so obviously we have people that you know that are in the ministry we have people that are in the secular world who are listening to this and i'm sure we have people who are saying okay so i god has told me to do something or i have great faith for something now obviously listening to this i realize i need to put a plan in place what are some tips that you would give to you know 
just to the layperson, to any person listening to this podcast, not just someone that's in ministry, just anyone who's listening and they're wanting to execute their faith. They're wanting to be somebody, you know, I, I heard this quote, uh, I feel like I heard it when I was like in Bible school and it stuck with me, but you never want to be so spiritual that you're no earthly good mm-hmm. because you, we are still on this earth, right? Kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. So we are still, there's a job to be done. What are some practical tips you would give somebody in making this plan to apply their faith? Well, I'll tell you how we do that in ministry. Okay, so if, if and it would apply in business, it would apply with everything. But so, so if we in the ministry are, are going to pursue something that the Lord has said, one of the very first things I do is I clear my desk, mm-hmm. literally clear mm-hmm. my desk. I take out a piece of paper and a pen, and it's called an idea pad. It's a wonderful thing. You can do it on a computer. You mm-hmm. can do it on a tablet. You can do it wherever you like. But it's called an idea pad. Start dreaming. Right. Start yeah. dreaming. And then I arrange my thoughts into idea bubbles or areas. So mm-hmm. the one could be finances. The one could be marketing. The one could be partner liaison. Another one could be, uh, I, I don't know, uh, cash flow management Mm -hmm. another one could be employing people how do i get volunteers involved another one could be the giving right i'm just talking off the top of my head Mm -hmm. those are are, those are idea bubbles and within those i would start dreaming in all of those directions and before you know it you you're starting to have a very broad way of thinking about what god has asked you to do suddenly there's a body to what he's given you in faith Mm -hmm. okay look faith happens in the spirit realm right yeah and you've got to bring your mind and intellect into alignment with that. That's mm-hmm. where doubt comes in, Chad, that you've mm-hmm. been talking about mm-hmm. when you step out of your prayer yeah. room, okay? So the way to deal with that as well from a practical way is to start dreaming. Let your dream start to have a body. Let it start to, you can actually start seeing it. You've got yeah. some direction to go. Joshua, when he went into the, into the promised land and crossed over the Jordan, mm-hmm. he had to organize an army. Right. There wasn't a lot spiritual about that. He had right. to organize an practical. army. Mm-hmm. Right. Very practical. That's what and and that's what you've got to do. If if you want if you're a pastor and you want you want to have a ministry that that has an, an a healing anointing, right. well you've got to better start laying hands on people. Right. right. Until you actually lay hands on people, I don't think anything's gonna happen. Yeah. Right. You know? That 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 is the thing. So so my my, my answer to that question, Jade, is Get an idea pad going, for goodness sake, and start mm-hmm. dreaming about this. Start start giving it a body to what God has said to you. Yeah. It's a very, very easy and simple and practical way. That's what we do in the ministry. And I found it to be incredibly effective because then I'm able to take that and go back and sit with the senior pastor and say, okay, so here, is, here are some thoughts about how we can give flesh to what God is saying. Mm-hmm. You know, Some of it will work. Some of it won't work. That doesn't matter. But at least you move, you're stepping out the boat sure. now. Right. It's a plan. Right. And I can talk for the younger generation. Listen, you don't know everything. There are a lot of people in the world that have far more experience than we do. Yeah. And so when I feel led and feel like my faith is about to be stretched, even with this building project, yeah. you know, one of the first things that I did was sought godly counsel 
from people yeah. that, you know, they're not going to question what God said. That, that'll never be the conversation. It's going to be, okay, well, God, you know, I've done this in ministry, and these are some of the practical tips that I got from that. That's a great, that's a great example for us to, to illustrate another point on, mm-hmm. because, because that's absolutely true, Chad. So you go and you get advice from people, mm-hmm. and you've got to put that advice now through the filter of what mm-hmm. you've heard. Yeah. Right. Because... Because let's take your church building project, which mm-hmm. I, I know a little bit about, yeah. which is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And because you and your, your people in your ministry have been so faithful, mm-hmm. God is doing supernatural and abundant things with that whole building project. Right. However, you got the vision. Mm-hmm. God gave you the vision. Right. And therefore, you're responsible to be the filter to make sure that whatever you do towards that vision is in line with what God said. For example... If the Lord said to you, Chad, in your building project, you're going to do this cash. Mm-hmm. There's no debt involved mm-hmm. in this particular project. Mm-hmm. Debt is not a sin. It's a bondage. But it is a sin if God said, for this thing, don't do it. Right. Then you are sinning yep. because you're now in pride. Yep. Okay. But if the, if he said, for example, you don't get into debt for this and you allow people to coerce you and convince you to take debt to finish it quicker... Mm-hmm then you haven't applied your filter correctly to your faith. And then you're going to have a problem in the future. Sometimes, what the point is I wanted to make with this, is that sometimes God gives you strategies, godly, skillful wisdom that Solomon talks about. Mm -hmm. He gives you strategies that you may not understand now, but they're going to obviate obstacles that you would always encounter if you did it your way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He knows they're in your future. Do what he says now, and you'll never encounter those obstacles. So if you're somebody who is in faith, and you execute an action plan, but keep your ear to the voice of God and in the word, Mm -hmm. and you do what he says, I'm telling you, there are going to be obstacles you'll never know that other people encounter. Absolutely. That's a very, very important thing. So... So when you execute your plan, make sure that you've made a note of some of the specific things right. that God has said yeah. to you. you got to have, when it comes to faith, there has to be non-negotiables. Absolutely. There are things that it doesn't matter who, what, where, when. Exactly. You know, God spoke it, so we're going to do it. That's exactly and, correct. And that's so good. Now, we're going to wrap this up. Is there anything, last words, final thoughts, you know, that you have around this concept to kind of leave people with? And then, you know, why don't you end off in prayer for anybody that's listening? Because I believe that, you know, faith is, like you said in the beginning, it's a muscle and it needs to grow. And I think this podcast may stretch some people to believe God for things in a bigger capacity and, and, or, or maybe take what he's been speaking to them and saying, okay, well, now I need to help make a plan. Um, so why don't you just share that and then pray and then we'll end right off. Okay, I, I think I think maybe the simplest advice I can give to everybody, the first sermon I ever preached was on David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. And it was called the battle, battle strategy for your faith. Yeah. Because one of the things I learned from, from the story of David is that he had a collection of faith victories mm-hmm. before he got to his battle, which defined destiny. Right. Right. You... You're going to do a lot of things in your life, but in order to rehearse for the big one, get a whole lot of faith victories under your belt. Mm. So start with what you believe in God for. Start with your, your plan for that, even from the smallest thing, and build from there. If you already mature in your faith walk, no problem. But collect a whole lot of faith victories in your life. For some, they will be bigger than others. It's irrelevant, never compared to somebody else. 
compared to the road you are, mm -hmm. okay, and what God has for you. But collect faith victories in your life. David defeated Goliath with the skills he learned defeating lions and bears. Right. If you want to be successful in business, get start being successful at the small things in business, and the big things will look after themselves. Mm -hmm. If you want to be successful in ministry, get successful at the small things in ministry, and mm -hmm. the big things will look after themselves. So have plans for each of those things and grow those plans as you go. Don't start trying to build the Eiffel Tower on day one. Right. Okay. Build your faith, because the more faith victories that you have in your life, the stronger the faith is that you'll have, because you're going to consistently see fruit. And the Word of God talks about fruit right through, from beginning mm -hmm. to end. That would be the most simple advice right. I would give. That's so good. Well, then why don't you pray for anybody that's listening? Sure. And, you know, let's believe God that your prayer of faith, you know, will stir something inside sure. of them. To be my privilege. Yeah. Father, as we, in your presence at this time, we just put ourselves before you and we say thank you for the precious gift that you have given every one of us and that is the gift of being able to exercise our faith and our trust in you father you are sovereign you are supernatural you are our father you're the beginning that you end and the end and lord we understand that when we are in your kingdom as children of god we need eyes that are different to our physical eyes we need eyes that are called the eyes of faith and those eyes are in our heart, Father. They're in our spirit. And you speak to us, spirit to spirit. So we thank you for this, Father. We really do. And for every person listening to this podcast right now, I ask, Father, that you will awaken the eyes of their faith, Father. Allow them to see what it is that you have for them. As they pray, Father, as they put your trust in you, Father, keep their, their hearts and their spirits open so that they can hear what it is that you have to say for them. And I want to declare that every person listening to this podcast will take the seed of faith that God has given them and allow it to mature, Father, to become a mustard tree, Father. And as they step out on that faith journey, Holy Spirit, give them godly and skillful wisdom to derive and execute a plan in order to give fruit to the faith that you have given them. Father, we know that you move supernaturally, that you move abundantly, and you can do all the things that we consider to be impossible. And so, Father, I just pray for a real infusion of faith into the hearts of every believer as they listen to this podcast right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.